to my big brother George, the richest man in town. <laughs> This a film podcast where two film loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to one another so they can once and for all find out who has better taste. As always, I'm Sam Blakely. I'm joined by Hugh Dempsey for this spectacular event. How are you doing, Hello, Hugh? Hello, Sam. Thank you. Yes, I'm well. Thank you. Did you have a nice, have a good Christmas? Was it very Christmassy? It's been a it's been a lovely couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it must be a couple of weeks since we spoke to our beloved listeners, and it's been yeah, it's been mm. pretty decent. It has to be said. Did you have a, yeah. a festive old time of things? It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad at all. Got to see some still friends. Got some, still got some, some turkey f- in the fridge to, to work on. Uh, no, sadly not. But um, I did have some good feed, so that's that's the main thing, isn't oh, it? At Christmas. That is the main thing. That is the main thing. I must have put on at least a stone, and um, it might just be my new weight. <laughs> it might just be that's the weight I am now. <laughs> that's the weight I am. That's yeah. yeah. That's how it happens every Christmas. You just put on a bit of weight. Just put and on that's a, the two new stone weight. of Christmas, and that's the new weight until next Christmas. And that's the that's the way it is. That's so just Sam. the way it is. Mm, yes. So Sam, that's all the. The yeah, that's the game back to it. That's the patters out of the way. Yeah. But, uh, what are we doing this week? What special this week, thing have you we're, we're commemorating the fact that we are ending a year, the year 2021, in the distant past from whence the listener is uh, is listening to this, um, to move into 2022. And to commemorate that, we are going to do a big fat quiz of the year, patent pending. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be testing Hugh on the releases the, hang on, the of please 2021. Please watch this big fat quiz of the year. The please Let's... watch this, yeah. yeah big fat yeah. please watch this quiz of the year copyright asserted um we will be mentioning a little bit of our kind of the film the films we've enjoyed covering for our podcast but as you know and as the listener hopefully mm. knows we are not a kind of weekly uh you know topical new release kind of show we are very much just going into the vault of films and finally watching films we ought to have seen so we have i think i'm right in saying only covered one film from 2021 for our podcast or maybe two is that the Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad, and I think that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. I think that's I think. it, isn't it? I, I did a whole letterbox else? kind of filter, but I think this year we've only covered... Um, Palm Springs, I think, maybe came out in the UK in 2021, but it's technically a 2020 film. Oh, um, did we see Palm Springs as well? See, that was a film I missed off my uh, list that I sent to you because I had to jog my memory of some of the films. Yeah. Well, like I say, it's, uh, it's technically a 2020 film. And, and, and this is the thing, as I mentioned last week, we neither of us are professional film critics. We're not proper cinephiles who watch every film. We haven't seen, um, you know, hundreds of films from 2021. So we're not going to be an authoritative voice on that. What we are going to do, though, is have a bit of a quiz. So... Hugh, um, you're in the seat. I'm in the very much the quiz, uh, you know, yeah. master. So seat. basically, this is this. So the purpose of today's episode, instead of just doing an end of year review, it's to satiate Sam's thirst for quizzing mm. and being yeah. quizzed. So Absolutely. ideally, he would prefer to be the person who is quizzed. Oh, of course, yes. However, he is better at making quizzes than I am. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, I am the one who has to be quizzed. So there's going to be a lot of me going, um, oh, I don't know, mm. mate. And Sam going, well, oh, come best. on, you should know that one. Because if way, he gets it straight away, the listener won't have a chance to think about it. So he's doing true. service to the public by being... Clueless. By the way, Palm Springs did come out this year, so two films right. were covered this oh, year. Oh, there we go. There we go. So <laughs> great film. Would have been great if you'd actually uh, 
Hopefully you've made some questions about it, I hope, but probably not now. <laughs> no, I um, I will. I will. There's seven rounds. Each has five questions, so, so fairly brief per round. I'll, I'll leave it as a surprise when the round comes up. So, Hugh, are you ready? Okay. Are you buckled in? Listener, are you ready there? Fantastic. No internet devices uh, around other than your podcast provider. Round number one is the some of the top-rated films of the year. Very, okay. very broad category. I went by IMDb's favourite things and a couple of our favourite... Just basically... Just don't, just don't get too hung up on the concept. Um, okay. And each time the question is, which film? Or which films? Okay. So question one. Which film, nice easy one to start, mm-hmm. which film became the 25th instalment in a series that began in 1962? Oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah. I do know this one. Fantastic. Um, it's uh, No Time to Die, James Fantastic. Bond. Fantastic. <laughs> well done. Thank God for now, that. If they're all as easy as that, <laughs> yeah. we're golden tonight, okay? <laughs> just saying. I'm hoping I've gone for a decent range of, of difficulties. Question two. Which finger-clicking remake of a 1961 Oscar winner was released in the same month, or within a month, of the death of its lyricist, Stephen Sondheim? Oh, did this come out this year? I thought it this came month. out last... I thought it came out last... last I thought it was, come out, was coming out next month. That's... Um, West Side Story, isn't it? West Side Story, correct, yes. Came out in, I think, the 10th of December, something like that. Ah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, very it's Steven Spielberg, isn't it? I've not seen it. Spielberg, yeah, I haven't seen it. And I'm not excited to accept it's getting great response, so maybe I will. Maybe I will. Musicals tend to get liked, don't they? They do, but it's like, been liked the by people not expect to like it, you know? But The Great Showman made an absolute fortune and I literally had to turn it off once. Yeah. The person <laughs> Great who Showman was actually interested. Was, uh, a pretty poor film, left. but actually very good songs, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, question three. A bit slightly, slightly opaque question, this one. Which film, inspired by a 14th century poem, seemed to split audiences and critics, with only some appreciating what Keith Watson in Slant magazine called the self-consciously revisionist take on Camelot lore? based on a 14th century poem about Camelot oh it's the Green Knight fantastic very good I thought I had enough clues in there and you've got enough knowledge that we got that the Green Knight I still haven't seen that somehow no it's on, Am- it's on Amazon Prime it's, on Am- I- it's been sat on Amazon Prime for a couple of months now and I haven't it seen it good, I have yeah, to say it does I mean, I'm intrigued uh, question four uh, one of my favourite films of the year which film is the feature film debut of Locksmith Animation a UK animating, animation company and features a lonely boy and his malfunctioning robot buddy I literally saw it at the cinema three times. Oh, uh, what was the film you went to see with your daughter? Oh, that t- that made... Oh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's the beautiful Ron's Gone Wrong. Oh. Uh, it's, 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 it's genuinely brilliant. Listener, if you haven't seen it, it's now on Disney+, Plus. Uh, as I'm well aware now, uh, <laughs> with repeated viewings of my daughter. Genuinely, I, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. That's written that, by uh, the, one of the guys who wrote Borat uh, incidentally nailed it Sam that's it with the films that I've not seen there you go. I think so far I've seen one of these films well that's it but you know about them you know you got you got three oh, or four Ron's, so I mean Ron's gone wrong I mean that's that I know you mentioned it that you'd been to see it a few times but that's in one ear out the other sort of here we go me. this uh, question five is actually three answers to this so I want to I want to okay. hear them there was a non-trilogy of animal films that charmed audiences this year. So three films with the names of animals in them. The first one starred Nicolas Cage. The second one was about an Icelandic family taking in an isolated baby farm animal. And the third starred Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst and Benedict Cumberbatch. K, 
can you name these three animal themed films no I can only name one of them Which uh, is? the one with Nicolas Cage's pig very good Oh, I feel so like the other I sh- one, Icelandic family taking an isolated baby farm animal. A baby farm animal is the name of the film. What? Oh, um, like like duckling or something like that. Like that, yeah. So not... duckling. What's on pig, a farm? Piglet. Um, calf. You. It must be the the you is not the baby. A you. It is. As the female. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a lamb in it. Lamb. lamb, lamb. The film is Lamb. Yeah, and lamb. the third one, the third one, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst, Benedict Cumberbatch, getting a lot of talk. I tried to watch it last night on Netflix and was falling asleep. I had a bit of whiskey, and uh, I was falling asleep. But I, no, it's not to say it's a bad film. No, no, no. You'll have to not tell me. It. It's called pa- The Power of the Dog. No, it's getting, a, it's getting a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of love that film. So I'll give you um, I'll give you well two thirds for that, and so they're therefore basically got three and two thirds. I don't think we'll keep score. Do you want to keep score and find out you, a final I score mean, at the end? Here? You should keep score. Maybe not oh, two right. thirds though. Maybe you should do like you should score the round out of like eight, and I got like five. Okay, I'll that give would that. make more sense. That'd Let's be easier, that wasn't it? Long so, term, oh, fair enough. That was round number one. That was the, some of the highest rated. This is round number two we're going into now, Hugh. These Ooh, are some exciting. of the worst rated films of the year. Oh, this should be more fun. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. And funnily enough, there's some in here that you've seen. Uh, I was kind Obviously. of going, oh, which ones has Hugh seen? Well, I'll look those up. Uh, but basically, these were, uh, I think, also IMDb's worst rated. Um, each time, all I'm looking for is the name of the film. And each time, I'm going to give you a critical response. So there's clues okay. in the review. Okay. So question number one, uh, which one had the following critical response from Ben Kenningsberg of the New York Times? He said the latest screen adaptation of the video game still shows that trying to, just trying to construct a coherent plot around these characters is a fatal trap. Uh, is that Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I did see that film. You did, yeah. It was. Do you know what? It looked good. There was some good stuff in it. I didn't. Do you know what? I didn't hate it. It looks utterly generic, though, doesn't it? It was very. It was very generic. There's one. There's one. There's only one bit in the entire film that I really remembered. That was really funny. I mean, the actors really... are like generic, basically TV, yeah, good-looking people. The thing like, that quite I think boring the, looking people. to me, the mistake they made was they introduced like a new, a brand new character to be like the um, the protagonist. Yeah, you, and there's like a thousand. <laughs> choose choose one that yeah, people know. They could, yeah, they should have used a character from the actual like the law, like they did in the previous film. I think. It was missing a bit of that campness that, say, the mm. the original 90s yeah, version. Yeah, that's the charm, isn't it? Because you can yeah. get in on a joke, really. And but that, which that film, mention- that 90s film, though, is so bad it's good, though, isn't it? That's I, I have very charm. fond memories of it. Uh, and ben, it led to Benjamin Lee at The Guardian saying it's a late-night drunk watch at best. Uh, but you got it correct. Question two, which one had this review? Its desire to tap into the nostalgia associated with its 1996 predecessor leaves the sequel feeling unoriginal and predictable. It's 1990s predecessor. 1996 and, specifically. Oh, yeah. 96. Oh, mm. gosh, I should be able to get this because. It's trying to get nostalgia. There's a lot. Um, I didn't watch it. I'm told there's a lot of brands and uh, just trying to sell you things. I know Scream 5 technically is coming out next, but yeah. that's next year, isn't it? Yeah. This is literally the second in the series. You know, the first one was 1996, this one. What a film came out this year? That's the second in the series. So like twenty five years later, 
Oh, I should know this, shouldn't I? This Would you like a clue? Yeah, go on, give us a little clue. The lead in both films was played by a prominent American sports star. Very tall. Oh, it's Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it came Very out good. in 97. That's, that's what threw me. Because Space Jam came out in 97, but I think it did Maybe Maybe in the UK, I'm not, I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, you got that one right, two out of two so far. Question three, which one had this review? Full of action without thrills, comedy without laughs, noise without meaning, and violence without reason, <laughs> or even any cool combat choreography. It's a headache with a Hollywood marketing budget. That was Carrie Darling from the San Francisco Chronicle. I actually thought it was good fun, and not the most generic Ryan Reynolds vehicle this year. Was it Red Notice? It wasn't. Apparently loads of people have watched that. Um, Is he on about... They're not on about... um, Oh, that thingy guy film. Um, Free Guy. Nope, that got better ratings than this. Yeah, I thought so. That was actually quite fun as well. I only watched about half. What other Ryan Reynolds film came out this year? Uh, One of the big one. It's a sequel. Oh, sequel. Oh, sequel. Oh, this is going to frustrate me now. (laughs) Um, Listen, occupy yourself. No, I don't know, Sam. It was, of course, the Hitman's body, the Hitman's wife's Uh, bike. Yeah, which I I really enjoyed. It's just silly fun. I really enjoyed. I've not seen the first one. Also, silly, forgettable. I mean, it's so forgettable that when I watched the sequel, I didn't recognise any of <laughs> any of the references to the, the original. Uh, so that's two out of three so far. Uh, question four: Which one had this review? Evans' journey is mostly one of self-actualization, in which he does upside-down crunches and fight training, and then undergoes an experimental procedure that resembles nothing so much as an elaborate dermatological treatment. Funny how much re- reconnecting with your past lives looks like a day in the life of a movie star, as though those are the limits of the imaginations of the major parties involved. All the yearning in the world for more original fare from Hollywood won't matter if the original fare is made to look and feel like everything we're already being bombarded with. It actually sounds... I didn't see it, but it actually sounds like a brilliant concept that they completely fucked. Is it Infinity? It's Infinite, yes. Infinite, sorry. <laughs> That's how... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was... Um... Yeah, it had a solid concept, and there were some good bits in it, but it's entirely forgettable. And that was Alison Wilmore, who, it's a brilliant review. And it Who's was, Evans, so, then? That's uh, Mike Wahlberg, Evan. Oh, right. And uh, the, what I got from it was, this. it's basically saying, this is a great concept, but he seems to have used his accumulation of past lives to learn how to deflect bullets with a sword, <laughs> as opposed to, like, any major skills. <laughs> what do it's you mean a... I've got past lives and I'm reincarnated? <laughs> what do you mean? There's a really good... Um... <laughs> There's there's a really good like chase scene in like in the, set in the 1980s at the beginning of the film where they're in like um, he's in like you know an old school I can't remember the name of the car but that seems really good that's the best <laughs> bit of the film um, <laughs> for me it's, the, the 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 concept sounded great and I think if if yeah. Lanthimos or Eggers or someone had got that or you know someone who's actually interesting it could have been not just a <laughs> generic action film really what do you mean I can deflect bullets with a sword <laughs> <laughs> nonsense so three out of four so far um, question five which one had this review an old fashioned piece of shameless hokum Sears, so Sears, Sears film might be hilarious if it weren't so offensive. And that was, I want to say, Bilge, Bilge Ebiri for Vulture. So it's a film made by the musician Sears that was deeply offensive. Oh, oh, that film made by Sears. 
Oh, yeah. right. Oh, what was it called? Something like if the If you girl. can describe it, I'll be fine with that. Oh, it's about... Is it, it's the film about the autistic girl, isn't it? But I think she's not autistic or something in real life, so everyone's That's giving right. out. But it's like... It's a bit like that film, apparently, like FIFA made a few years back about <laughs> the awarding of, like, the World Cup in <laughs> South Africa or something. United Nations. What was it called? United, not United Nations. United <laughs> that was... Yeah, it was something like that, something wasn't like, it? Yeah, with Tim uh, Roth, he was like... United Nations. Look, I had to take the three million or whatever, but I hate this fucking <laughs> film. <laughs> I haven't signed anything that says I can't say I hate this fucking film, because... What was it called? Yeah. United Na- it wasn't United Nations, obviously. It was something like that. Yeah. United Passions. United Passions? Something like that. We'll look it up in the break. Awful. I can't later. remember what it's called, Sam, but... But you know I, the point. I've it's called heard, music. I'm aware of it. Yes. Yeah, it's aware. called music. And that was the character. Is it called music? music? Is that what yeah. it's called? And, a, yeah. and, and, and Sia has stood up for herself a lot on social media people are attacking her for, for hiring somebody without autism for that role which I, personally I feel like you can hire somebody who doesn't have autism to play an autistic person because you can hire someone who was, was never a samurai to play a samurai um, but if there are you should favour autistic actors over non-autistic actors but you know she's worked with the, I, can't, I can't remember her name now but she's worked with that actress a lot and that dancer a lot um, but it did look pretty pretty um, I love it when directors defend or creators defend their work. That's my favourite thing. It's it's a losing battle, isn't it, on Twitter? And sometimes they do a really good job as well. Like um, Gareth, was it Gareth Edwards? He he really defended the World of Warcraft film that he made a few years ago. Oh, yeah. No, that was David Jones, wasn't it? Sorry, oh, Duncan, Duncan Ed- Jones. Duncan Jones, sorry, not Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Apologies. I thought that sounded wrong. I was sat thinking, going, why is that guy not called... Um, <laughs> why did he have the same surname? Why isn't he called what I thought? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why isn't yeah. David Bowie's son called... Why is he yeah. called Gareth Edwards? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah that, I knew it wasn't... Like, I knew it wasn't his actual... I knew it wasn't Bowie, his surname. Mm. You, you'd call yourself Bowie, wouldn't you? You'd be mad not to. Just, just, <laughs> just, just as a name drop. I would. Yeah. Too right, I would. Anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> anyway. so that was... Um, I'll give you half of that. Three and a half. I know you yeah. don't want too many halves. You, you, you hate decimals. No, I don't Three mind and a half. half out of five, yeah. I'll take I'll it. take a half. Yeah. I'll, I just don't not like a 0.6 recurring. <laughs> no, no, I can take a half. I can take yeah, a half. Not a, just not, a, like you said, a two-thirds. You know, what, what would my score be now? What's two-thirds plus a half? What's that? Yeah. A, so, a, could, basically, could could you're, on, uh, you're on 8.5 out of 13, which I think is decent. I think it's decent for somebody who won't go to the cinema by himself. Yes, I won't go to the cinema by himself. Let's go for round number three, shall we? done now so we've done two let's do a third and then we'll go for a break after all oh, right okay so listen hopefully you got your, your pen and, uh, and notepad with you as well <laughs> round three is on streaming films films Ooh. that are either exclusively streaming or were um same day uh cinema and streaming releases okay let's go start with an easy one question one which film became only the third mcu film with a female character in the title uh black widow well done very good nice and easy one to start Question two, which film became or was the fourth cinematic or sixth overall, including sort of straight to video, uh, instalment in a series that started in 1990? Oh, and it was, is it a film, yeah? A film. But it was on a streaming service. Yeah. Starting in 1990. It's sort of technically the sixth in the series, but it's only the fourth well, actually, I say fourth cinematic. Really, it's the th- it's not a cinematic film, is it? Because it's in this. It was in the. No. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> streaming. Can I? If you, if can you give me somebody who's in it? Can you give me a clue? Sure. Uh, Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, Ashley B. 
Um, <laughs> funnily enough, actually, the fourth of this series starred okay. the lead character from the first, from the answer to the first question I gave you. Oh, what was the first question? Which was quite young. The what first question f- in this round. Oh, um, I've totally forgotten that now. So my brain's so gone. Was, so Black Widow, just, Scarlett Johansson appeared in the fourth installment of this series when she was young. When she was young, yeah, along with French Stewart and I've no idea. Sam, uh, um, let me give you another clue. Oh so the on, first then. two starred. Well, I tell you what, Donald Trump had a cameo in the second one. Oh, is it Home Alone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's it? What is it? Sweet Home Alone or something, I think it's called. Home Sweet Home Alone. Home Sweet Home Alone, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, again, another film. That Could just, have gone into you, the worst rated films. You confused me year, so much by saying... Streaming films. That, you should have just said it was the... I know they did do other ones, didn't they? Did, yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have watched it, because... <laughs> I think it wasn't terrible. The problem you was... You watched it. That the, <laughs> yeah. I watched it, yeah. The problem was I watched it. Great cast, people I really, really like. The problem was that the people uh, invading the house were doing it for a noble reason and weren't bad guys, and they just had a really sort of depressing scenario. So with the wet bandits in the first one and the second one, you kind of enjoy it when they get hurt. In this one, it's like... Oh, these poor people are going to lose their house if they don't get if they don't get what's, what's actually rightfully theirs. <laughs> so yeah. it was not there was no Schadenfreude that you can enjoy in it. Anyway, question three: Which film concerns an astronomy team who discover a planet killer comet headed towards Earth and find that the public response is resoundingly lukewarm? Oh, that's that new Adam McKay film with Leonardo DiCaprio and it Jennifer is. Lawrence. In uh, is it called? Don't look up or look up. Correct. Or don't don't look, look, look up. up. Yeah. Sorry. Don't look up. Yeah. Don't look up. I watched it. I really liked it. Is it good? I, I like yeah. Adam McKay. He does some amazing. Like his last couple of films have been really good, haven't they? And um, it, and I don't know. I mean, it's. Get, I think it's gotten some criticism from snooty people because it's sort of a bit on the nose and it's a bit heavy-handed with its um, quote-unquote satire. But actually, I think in ten, twenty years, it's going to serve as a great social document to tell people what life, at least in America, was like at this time. It's. I, I really enjoyed it. You'll get a kick out yeah. of it. I think. I think you'll like yeah, it. Yeah, I nearly watched it yesterday, and I kind of wish I had now. But maybe yeah, maybe. I would recommend it. Question four. So you're on. Uh, uh, three out of three. Question four. Which film was, according to Netflix, its most watched film of all time? Definitely not true, though. I don't think. I think that's absolute bollocks. And it starred three of the most bankable current movie stars essentially playing themselves in a highly forgettable heist film. Yeah, it's that Red Notice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How can that? How on earth can that be the most watched film on Netflix of all time? After about three days, they just sort of start saying this stuff. It's just like... I just don't buy that at all because they don't release what... their numbers and everything. You know, it's just like no, oh, they, that means they famously it was actually don't release it's really clever because it made me nearly watch it. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. but instead I just watched the like you know pitch meeting and and uh, like <laughs> <laughs> reviews of it and you know Phil Mentor talking about it. Basically. I've still not watched. I know this is slightly going off topic, but I've not watched Squid Games because of oh, that really? same reason. Because everyone mm. was like, "Oh, you should watch this show." Yeah, so of I course. Thought, I'll wait so till I'll, the, I'll wait six years. <laughs> no, I thought I'll wait till the hype dies down a bit, and then I'll watch yeah. it. And that's kind of what I'm thinking with Red Notice: is maybe wait till everyone stops talking about it, and then watch it and see if I don't think, I think I'll watch it because I basically had it completely spoiled every scene for me for these video essays of, and I'm just thinking, yeah, this feels very uh, exploitative and <laughs> very sort of studio. It's an incredibly studio film. It's sort of made by uh, an algorithm. Question five: mm-hmm. You're on four out of four so far. Which film? 
was sold to Amazon Prime for $200 million. uh, J.K. Simmons was hired and asked to get as jacked as he did for some images that went viral in 2016, despite him being in his mid-60s at the time. You saw this film. I thought he got... I thought he got jacked to watch... uh, Not to watch. To watch. watch. (laughs) I thought he got jacked for um, Whiplash. No, he got jacked for Justice League, and then the director no, of the film said... Apparently he said he didn't get jacked for Justice League, because he didn't need to, he said. Well, he absolutely didn't need to. I guess it was the same sort of time, wasn't it? He wore a lot of tight black shirts and whiplash. Anyway, uh, the director said, can you please get that jacked again, even though I know you're 65, 66 now. Um, <laughs> oh, for this, this film. film this year, so they said... Yeah. He said, remember when you were proper jacked four or five years ago can you please get jacked again that's essentially why he got hired apparently according to the director for a film that got sold to Amazon for 200 million yeah that you saw quite early in the year oh the Tomorrow War the Tomorrow War very good thoughts on Tomorrow War oh god Um, (laughs) oh it has a good again good concept but, Silly big studio Hollywood nonsense no not so much that but they basically there's like I don't know, it's a weird one because there's there's like... So, so the good bits of the film are enjoyable. But unfortunately the bad stuff really lets it down. Like there's literally... Like, okay, spoilers alert, people. So basically what happens is the, the concept of the film is these people from the future in about 20 years or something, they come back in time to 2021. Oh, sorry, it's 2022, apologies. And they say there's a war being fought in the future... And humanity's losing, so we need people from from the past to go to the future to fight this war. And basically, there's like a draft. But then it like so it's a bit strange because like they do they can only take so many people in in one go or something like that. So like it, there's a bit of a you know that whole like oh there's a war going on and here's the people who'd never made it back and like you know people are finding out that they've lost family and stuff like this and friends and and apparently only so many people are like it turns out I think the eligibility for it is people who have you have to have died by the time that the oh, year yeah. you're going to is. So the main character he died basically. And so he goes into the future, but before he gets sent into the future, they get trained up. But they don't really train him. They just kind of give him <laughs> a gun and an objective and basically go, right, you're going Even to the future. Even though they could do the training in the past, presumably, and take well, weeks and months. <laughs> well, this was it. This was the, the, the like, excuse... you have two months for your, to train for your job, not saving the world? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, the excuse they had was that that time runs concurrently in the future as it does in the ah, past. Okay. So they right. couldn't train him up. But they literally bollocks it up at the... So, like, the, the okay. scene that a lot of people saw... Oh, don't was, they just drop them from the sky? Yeah, so apparently <laughs> the explanation for that is they, like, bollocksed up, like, the the jump to the future. Right. Um, so anyway... Somebody, missed, somebody literally translated jump and went, oh, we'll jump yeah, 300 yeah, yeah. metres into and the sky. Like, the only reason, like, the main character survives that is because he lands in a pool rather than falls oh, that would kill to you, though, death. That, that would like, still kill you. And you know? I think, well, he doesn't die. Because you, you die if you jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, I think. You I, mean, it's a, I mean, it's a quick way to, like, get rid of, like... Because they get sent in with about 50 other people, so it's a quick way to thin out the numbers, basically. It was a bit... It was a... It's... Yeah, that was really... I That really annoyed me, actually. But the thing that really lets this film down is so he manages to, like, find out what causes the... Um, 
these aliens to invade or whatever. And it turns out that they're, they're actually, they crash landed in like the Antarctic or in somewhere in like <laughs> Siberia or something. Someone's going to lose their job for this. So <laughs> they, they, so they explain it to like the person in charge. Oh, look, we know how to stop this. And the person just completely dismisses them out of hand. Like they're mm. talking shit. <laughs> and it's like, that wait a minute, classic, you believe people coming through a that. portal saying they're <laughs> from the future, but you didn't then believe one of the people sent to the future to investigate why there was people coming from the past, why we were losing said war and you know, what caused it and all that. But you're like, nah, we'll just, we'll just leave it. We'll, and so what happens is J.K. Simmons, who plays um, uh, what's his face, his dad, the main characters, oh, Chris, what's Pratt. his, Chris Pratt's dad in it, him and some other people go to find these aliens in the North Pole or wherever it, or in the South Pole, wherever the fuck it is. Um, yeah, and that bit. I mean, once you get over like the stupidity of some of the stuff, it's pretty good. But I, it, I, I mean, recommend it. I don't watch a lot of those kind of films. Two hundred millions a lot though. Yeah, yeah, but that that again got a lot of those like this is the most watched film ever on Amazon Prime. It's just a way of getting people to watch it. But I, I just it is odd from a from a from a you know from a distance to see films that have these really stupid moments in them, and you think what happened here? And we know that the filmmakers can't be stupid. It must be some last minute thing meant. Uh, studio said well we can't really do that so you have to today think of another reason for doing this uh you know that that works we can finance and all that sort of nonsense they go well we, we can't close down new york to for you to film fight scenes in new york so you have to go somewhere that you can green screen or you don't need permission like ice just go out in the middle of alaska or you know northern canada yeah, I, I think it's like they could have just tweaked it a little bit like the government could have believed them but then they could have been like okay we'll take the information and we'll go look and then they could say like oh well we didn't find anything yeah. and the guy could be like well it's got to be out there and it's like oh you're just wrong you know having them disbelieve yeah. him that way that, that, that straw man of having that yeah that person in authority who doesn't believe the characters and it's like we've got does it, we've got a photograph can we can, can you believe us <laughs> like this guy had two or three yeah. in the airport you know it's just like he yeah. doesn't believe him that there's a terrorist thing because he's like oh you're that, that hero cop so you're probably just having some sort of PTSD fantasy or whatever yeah. but anyway, anyway you got the you Tomorrow go. War I think you got five out of five five I out did. of five I did absolutely smashed it with a few clues so what's, so, that, listener, so what's the score is that scores the scores on the doors point? currently uh, are 13.5 out of 18 Oh, so not Decent. too bad. Not too bad. Decent. A solid score, that. A solid score. Well, we're going to go for a bit of a break, listener, so you can uh, replenish your drinks and um, have a bit of a rest. And then we're going to come back. We're going to have a few more rounds. We're going to get a bit of a, all kinds of stuff. But anyway, yeah, when we come back, we're going to have the remaining rounds. Join us after the break. That's a Christmas present from a very dear friend of That's right. That's right. Hello and welcome back to part two. Before we get into round four, Hugh, I uh, thought we'd do a little bit of a little bit of a retrospective on the Please Watch This Year uh, in review. I want to hear basically of the, I want to say, it must be about 40 films we've covered this year. What were some of your highlights? What were some of the ones that really stand out to you as absolute favourites? The ones that absolutely stood out that I really enjoyed. Um, 
Oh, good, good question. Uh, Something I'd like to know is: Were there any that I recommended that would count? Oh, as I mean, in terms of the films, I'm just that's the ones I'm looking at. The ones you recommended, right, so okay, yeah. stuff like this is Spinal Tap. That was very funny. I yeah, really enjoyed film. that. Great Raising film. Arizona, another funny film. Uh, we did um, the hippopotamus. Obviously, we got the director John Jenks on for, for John that. John Jenks, thanks again, John. Yeah, that yeah, was, was good fun. Point Break, which was really good fun as well, which I wasn't expecting yeah. to be any good. You know, we're, we're getting when he gun back in because <laughs> <laughs> that is for me what a generic silly action film should yeah. be, not stupid yeah. <laughs> and like actually. Uh, Green Room was a bigger. Oh yeah, surprise! I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, and I didn't expect you to like it as much yeah. as you did. I thought you were going to be pretty lukewarm um, when you said this the is master was obviously new. a great film. Paris, shout out to Dakota yeah. of Country Zoom Pod. Uh, Parasite again, another not a film I kind of vibed with, but I get why people like it. Um, yeah. Other films I watched with that you recommended that I'd never seen, like The Apartment. Obviously, we watched. Palm Springs, which was de- half decent. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Babadook, but didn't you know? I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it, but I don't hate it. Again, if that makes sense. The only film that I genuinely didn't enjoy this year that we watched, um, that you recommended to me, was probably National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That was the only one that I didn't like. If you want to hear Hugh's thoughts in more detail on that, listen to last week's last, uh, you know, the yeah, previous, the previous episode, episode of yeah, our yeah. podcast two weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, and I, I largely agree. I think the ones I recommended to you of those that I really liked, I'd include The Suicide Squad, um, which was uh, just a fantastic a fantastic yeah. watch. The ones I loved uh, that you recommended to me, um, Schindler's List, yeah. which was a bit of a kind of, this is obviously going to be good, and then I loved it way more than uh, than I thought it was going to be. Mississippi Burning, I thought was going to be quite bland, and I just really I was, I, vibed with that I was that surprised film. how much you liked that film, actually. I was really pleased with that one. Yeah. That was uh, one of the more fun ones. Similar, similarly, A History of Violence, there's something about film. that that just got me you know it just understood me you know somebody posted in a some Facebook group recently films that just click with you on every mm. level or that, that you just vibe with you know somehow that aren't obviously necessarily objectively the best and there is a long list of those but History of Violence I, I just felt I connected with it somehow and linked to that um, a film that I immediately watched the day after we recorded the episode was uh, Galaxy Quest and started watching uh, documentaries and behind the scenes oh, footage. Yeah. I just really fell in love yeah. with Galaxy Quest. Just something about it. Maybe it tapped into that sort of maybe the reason why I love Red Dwarf so much. It really something. should have. It really should have had wholesome. sequels, shouldn't it? It's weird that yeah. it never got. It mustn't have done commercially that well because it definitely lent itself with those actors as well and those characters to having sequels. I mean, there's people who go to conventions to this day about yeah. it and it's 20 years old, you know, and it's not as famous as Star Trek and it's not as famous as other things that get their own conventions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that film. They could still do a sequel. I know Alan Rickman wouldn't be in it, but they could have, you know, that could be the catalyst for the characters getting together. His son could uh, avenge yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so was there any films that I watched that you were hoping I would have a more favourable response and maybe just was like, eh, it's all right, but you were a bit disappointed with my response to it? Um, only slightly, I think. We, 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 I've been listening to a couple of old episodes actually this week um, for some reason, and I was slightly underwhelmed by um, your reaction to Palm Springs in that you clearly liked it, but that really vibed with me on every level, and I was hoping you'd absolutely love that. Um yeah, that, then maybe that mm. one, uh, I think, 
would have been the one that, that stands out. Yeah, there's a, I think oh, there's no. a couple for me that are just more for nostalgia reasons that I was hoping you'd like a bit more than you probably did. Mm. Um, the one for me that I, I really took against this year is probably the woman in black. And it was yeah. because we did it in a double header or triple header um, Halloween series, The Babadook, The Woman in Black, and It Follows. And I think The Babadook and It Follows were just such interesting, different films. And then it was sort of sorbet with this woman in black that I just thought was incredibly generic. Um, that I think really just, just stems, that was one of the ones, you know? <laughs> no, that was the only horror yeah. film that I knew that you hadn't seen, yeah. Um, but in terms of films that I was kind of hoping that you, like, would have enjoyed more I think mm. Gladiator was one that I was really hoping you'd really yeah. like because I really love that film and I think the other one I watched Malcolm was X. I wanted you to re- oh no it was actually um, it was oh, um, yeah. Stargate I really I've wanted you to like Stargate just because I know it's yeah I've got a, yeah I've got like a nostalgic fondness for it it's not like it's like it's not a great film in terms of you know it's it's watchable and it's you know it's decent yeah. 90s action fair and it's got decent characters in it but it was just that I, I kind of wanted you to have that enjoyment I had of it but well know, my take at the time if, if I'm not much. mistaken was um, uh, it's got lots of great elements but I don't think it's about anything whereas Galaxy Quest is yes. sort of a companion piece as, as far as looking at that list you know it's more similar to it than Schindler's List is for example um, was silly uh, stuff but it was actually kind of about something you know yeah, and I think another film that I kind of wish you maybe enjoyed a bit more, but I don't remember being... I think you did enjoy it, but I think maybe we need to watch the, the next two in the series. Oh, yeah. Was The Girl with the Dragon yeah. Tattoo? Yeah, I was hoping again, you'd really like that. Like so I've been keeping a track of these on Letterboxd. I don't know if remember. my rating on Letterboxd matches my my rating in the episode. I think it does, but I'm not Go sure. On, what's your, what, what's um, your rating on Letterboxd? That, so I gave that rating. four stars out of five. Oh, so uh, which is by hard. far my most common score to give. I'm actually quite generous on Letterboxd nah, with the, with the enough, ratings. Um, but, you know, four or five, pretty decent. But um, Pretty decent. I mean, yeah, I, I suppose maybe you wanted me to like About Time a bit more because of how yeah, much you love that Yeah, again, I've film. got a real sort of love for that. And yeah. uh, listening again to the Borat episode made me think, why don't we have Juicy on more than once a year? Because <laughs> it was so much fun. And, he, and Juicy, if you're listening, then you know I really do love you as a guest. Well, think, he, he w- especially when we get these quotable comedies. He wanted to come on for this episode, um, but unfortunately, uh, the logistics just weren't right. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Anywho, uh, shall we do the next round of the quiz? Let's go back into the quiz. So, round four, everybody. Get your notepads and pencils out this time. Um, this is all about directors. Directors, darling. Directors, darling. Artists. But once again, Artists. the question is always... The answer is always the name of the film. So it's which film each oh, time. Oh, okay. So not the director of the film. Okay. Yeah. So question one. Which film became Denis Villeneuve's 10th feature film as a director? I mean, I'm guessing that's June. Yeah, <laughs> always start with an easy one for you there. Uh, question two, which film was Chloe Zhao's follow-up to 2020's Nomadland? The Eternals. Correct, very good. Question three, which films, which films I'm looking for two, were directed Ooh. by Ridley Scott that were released this year? The Last Jewel in the House of Gucci. Fantastic. Uh, it looks like Gucci, but it's pronounced Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Quite good, Jared Leto ruins it. Uh, and also, The Last Jewel, I'm interested to watch. I, I really am. I, I hear it's not very good, good, but... I won't yeah. mind. I want to see it just I for don't Matt know Damon's um, mullet. Um, now I know you watched a different film by Antoine Fuqua. Is that how you pronounce his name? Let's go with that. Yeah, um, but there was another film directed by him this year. It involves Jake Gyllenhaal's a nine eleven call dispatcher. 
Oh, I have no idea what it's called. Is that that's the guy who directed Training Day, wasn't it? Correct. And didn't he do Man on Fire as well? No, that was sorry. No, that wasn't him. That was that's Tony Scott. That's Tony yeah. Scott, isn't it? I don't know the name of the film, Sam. I've I've very vaguely heard of it, to be honest. It's The Guilty. No. It's another streamer. I would recommend it. It's Netflix, 90 minutes. Um, we might even do it for the show. So, I, I did. I had, a, I had a love for it. It has a nice, it has a nice uh, premise. I always like a premise like yes. that. It's but, very COVID safe as well, basically. No one's ever on screen together. Yeah. Uh, it's all over the phone. Is it, very, no. is it a bit phone boothy, if that makes sense? Yeah, in a, in a, in a sense. It, it, it rarely, if ever, leaves that room. Right. And it was literally during COVID time, so none of the characters ever come close to each other, really. Nice and question five, what was the feature film directorial debut of Lin-Manuel Miranda? Oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, that's the guy who did Hamilton, wasn't it? Hamilton, yeah, uh, did the music for various films. Encanto, right. I would recommend the music, you know, the film's yeah. pretty good, but the music's really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. well, he's very famous for his music, isn't he? Yes, I is. know it. I have no idea what the name of the film is. Um, no, I don't know, Sam. So it's another streamer. It is Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Andrew Garfield getting... Uh, I always want to call him Andrew Wakefield. Andrew Garfield. I, I, I actually watched the first 20 or 30 minutes and I just thought I just wasn't in the mood. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, fair enough. Was it a musical? Musical about the writer of Rent. And it's basically... Oh, right. He's struggling because he can't... He can't write music for money, but he can. He makes up songs about, like, you know, they've run out of salt or something, and he just gets into that. And he's even with his sort yeah. of bohemian New York, you know, mates. Get, getting AIDS. Getting AIDS, presumably. <laughs> Everybody's got AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. <laughs> According to Team America. Absolutely. Um, so, right. was that question five then? That was question. I want to question five. Know, that... that was question five, yeah. So, from round four mm. directors, he's got f- three out of five. I don't, you didn't get the guilty, did Solid. you? Yeah. But yeah. you sort of knew about the guilty. Again, I would recommend. Vaguely, vaguely yeah. knew about it. I had a vague memory of seeing something a long time ago, but don't really remember it. So an update else. on the scores on the doors. That is 18.5 out of 23. Still, Oh, no, sorry, 16.5 out of 23. Still respectable. Right, fair enough, fair enough. Maybe <laughs> we can do better. Next round. Crack on. Okay. Round five is about actors, darling. Actor, darling. And again, it's okay. which film. So... Question one, which film starred Alexander Skarsgård and Millie Bobby Brown, though neither of the two title characters had credited actors? Uh, what? There's two characters in the title, but neither of them had actors credited to them. Certainly not voice actors. I, However, I, I the, film, uh, the film also co-stars Alexander Skarsgård and Millie Bobby Brown off of Stranger Things. Yeah, I know she is. Yeah, I'm just, I just, I, I know who both of those people are, but I don't get, the, I don't understand the question. My I'll give you a clue. It's one of the films you watched this year. <laughs> I mean, one of the films. It I, does I narrow it watch, down. I actually watched a few films this year. It turns out. So just do me the question one more time. So it's please. a film. It stars Alexander yeah. Skarsgård and Millie yeah. Bobby Brown. Yeah, amongst other people. It also amongst has two people. title characters, neither of which have actors portraying them it has two title characters but so they're CGI could be for example oh oh yeah is Alexander Skarsgård in this film <laughs> I don't remember him being in this film it's, what this um, film is 
I think that's what threw him. Is he in the film? I don't remember him being in the film. Maybe he is. It's uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. It is Godzilla vs. Kong. You'll have to take it with IMDb if he's not, because uh, I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. I think he's in He's in one of them, isn't he? I think he's in, is he in Godzilla King He's in of this Monsters. one that you saw, Hugh. <laughs> <Gone to IMDb. laughs> I don't remember him being in it. That's what threw me. I was like, what? what? Thoughts yeah. on the film? Is it good? I really. I have never really had an appetite for Kong and Godzilla. So they've made what they've made. So they made 5, they made Godzilla in 2014. Was uh, that they the made, um, Cranston? Was that, Cranston one? Yes, yeah. that one was really good. Quite like that. They made Kong. Was it in 2017? Kong Skull Island. Yeah, it's where well that one was good. That was set in like the 70s, and it was like it was a bit like a survival film, and that was that was a cool film actually. I really enjoyed that. Um, that had uh, Tom Hiddleston and. Uh, Brie Larson and John Goodman and uh, and John C. Riley actually um, that was a good cast. Um, I watched Godzilla King of Monsters that wasn't very good, uh, and Godzilla versus King Kong was a little bit better than that one. But it's got like a it, it really does go a bit balls to the wall this one to its credit. Like right. I think of the of all of them, it's a toss up between Kong Skull Island and um, and. Uh, Godzilla 2014 that are the mm. best out of, on that series Godzilla 2014 is very serious has a very serious tone and it's I think again I think this is it Gareth Edwards I think that actually is Gareth Edwards isn't it who did uh, he did the 2014 yeah yeah he's got this amazing thing where he just can he can make scale if that makes sense he's a director who can show because he was hired off the back of pretty low uh, yeah low budget Monst- monsters wasn't it yeah yeah and, and he just Godzilla does Godzilla called Adam Wingard yeah, and he just makes things look. I don't know. It's hard to describe what he does, but he just does something that no other sort of director does. It's I really like his visual style. Anyway, fantastic next question. That's uh, yeah. I'll give you that first one out of one. Um, which film featured Bob Odenkirk channeling his inner John Wick? I have not seen this, but it's called Nobody, isn't it? It is, and You've, it's good. You have seen it. Yeah, you, you recommended it. Um, yeah, I must catch it at some point whenever it comes. Is it? I think is it on Netflix now. I don't know. I feel like it's streaming now, but I don't know for certain. Um, question three: Which film featured performances from both Tim Roth and Brie Larson? Though not, uh, not sorry, Tim Roth. Yeah, and Brie Larson reprising their roles from previous films from two thousand eight and two thousand nineteen, respectively. Film, yeah. I'll give you another actor who was reprising a role from a previous film. Uh, the actor would be Penn Kingsley. Oh, was it Shang Chi? Yeah, <laughs> I thought I'll do this in the most. T- was he Larson in it? In the post credit or mid mid credit? Is she? Yeah. Is she? Or right at the end of the film, basically. Oh, I don't remember her being. In you know, they've got to link it to the Avengers, haven't they? Oh, I've no memory of that at all. Oh yeah, I, think she's, she's, yeah. I could have gone for there's... Benedict Wong. I could have gone for Mark Ruffalo. Um, I don't think that is Tim Roth. You know, I don't think he's. Oh, in it is apparently. Yeah, I looked. I looked into it to be sure. Really? Yeah. It doesn't look uncredited. Like... In fact, uncredited role. It doesn't look like. I thought it looked like a different creature. Than it's abomination. Everyone, yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, it's abomination," and then it didn't look anything like him. I genuinely, when I was watching the film didn't make the connection I thought oh there's just another beast I genuinely because I don't really have a memory or strong feelings towards Hulk 2008 um, yeah it didn't really occur to me until people were talking about it as a nomination 
Got it right, yeah, three out of three so far. Question four. Which film featured each of the following, although not necessarily as the main characters? J.K. Simmons, Sigourney Weaver, Paul Rudd, and Ernie Hudson. Is it Ghostbusters Afterlife? Very good. Yeah, I thought I'll include enough of the uh, the old uh, the old cast to give you the clue there. Yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Did you see that? No, no, I didn't really. Just, just there. <laughs> didn't feel worth <laughs> the evening out. I didn't know that Sigourney Weaver was in it. To be honest, yeah, or, Ernie, so. or Ernie Hudson or J.K. I, didn't I think know the any whole. I think the whole bunch. I think the whole group were Bill Murray and the, and the like. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, not. Uh, Harold Ramis, bless him. I, I want to, I want to see it. Yeah, it yeah, looks, yeah. It's better than that one. I mean, the one in 2016 was just awful, wasn't it? <laughs> it it was just funny. not very good, and it was just sort of like mm. an SNL sketch that got out of hand. Yeah, we took it's an SNL sketch with a budget, wasn't it? And they were all like, some of them are supposed to be smart characters until that actor thought of a funny, stupid thing to say, and they became a stupid character for that scene. Yeah. It was a bit no, but they couldn't decide who was the oddball. That kind of directing and ad libbing and sort of comedy doesn't really work, I don't think, with these sort of films. No, or it's got to be. I think it's got to be well edited, and it's got. Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't it's weird. Know. They, yeah. they had some good improvisers, I but think... they just didn't do it right. Yeah, I don't know. I think, that, you know, you look at, like, realistically, you look at all the Ghostbuster films now. I haven't seen this Afterlife, so I don't know how good it is. But the ones I have seen, like, let's face it, the one that's really good is the first one. Yeah. Even the second one's not that good compared to the first one. Although, as I said multiple times while very drunk in our 100th episode special, I just I just felt nothing. I just felt nothing. You know? felt nothing. Oh, yeah, you don't like it, do you? Um, I wasn't I the biggest fan. I sort of appreciate oh, yeah. the iconography, but yeah, I'm not really into it. Question five, that. anyway. you got four out of four so far. Let's see if you can make Let's it go. five. One Question of my favourite films of the year um, featured Matt Damon travelling to France to investigate his daughter, played by Abigail Breslin, who he believes is wrongly imprisoned for murder in a sort of Amanda Knox. Oh. Uh, allegory. It, oh, what's it called? Oh, oh, something. Bright Rock? No. Bright Water? Yeah, you're getting close. You're getting pretty close oh, with that. Still yeah. Water. Still Water. Well done. A five out of five, Hugh. Good yeah. film. Highly recommend, listener, if you haven't seen it, because it becomes more like a a sort of true American Trump supporting guy going and finding out the world's a bit bigger than he thinks it is it's less about the it's a, it's about the investigation but it's as much about him yeah falling like in love Amanda Knox like tried to sue him or something or blatantly accused him of ripping off her story or something quite possibly I feel like they did enough to s- separate it but the the the, uh, the details are so close that it's hard to hard not to draw that parallel so tell me Hugh you know what what are some of your favourite films from this from this year so the, the ones I've seen, uh, it's not an exhaustive list. I texted you, didn't I, the other night because I couldn't remember and yeah. I had a I had a wee look. So there was stuff like, I think, so I haven't, so, so I haven't seen Spider-Man yet to my ultimate chagrin. I'm very annoyed I haven't seen it yet. I'm planning on seeing it You should it only somehow. be annoyed at yourself, Hugh, let's face it. Yeah, okay. Um, so we can't talk about that, listeners, I'm afraid. Um, I know Sam has seen it. Twice. And I know... And he's seen it twice, so he clearly enjoyed it a lot, uh, which is fair. You know, fair dinkum. Uh, what else? Uh, so I haven't seen that, but the one film that I did see this year, and I think we can both agree on, was absolutely amazing. Uh, and I saw it with you, was June. Yeah. The Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve um, spectacular. That just It just worked, didn't it? It, it just. Yeah. Oh, it was so good, wasn't it? It was just so much fun. But in a just a visually striking way, wasn't it? It was um, great acting, 
great great cast. Um, obviously, it's got you know it's got this rich backstory, and I don't think it it never it, you know you know it's things like that that have got such like you know such lore to them, so to speak. It never felt like. Um, it never felt inaccessible for a, a lay audience. I don't know that much about June. What about yeah. did you? Did you get that feeling? I did, and to be honest, it helped to watch it a second time because the first time I watched it, I was a bit. And I've told you many times, I'm mm. really stupid when I watch films. So I also, I also assume that things are going to be said again. You know, so somebody said we are from this planet and we're called this family, and I go. Right, well, I've already forgotten it, so I'm sure that's going to be fine, because someone's going to say it later, and when you're on the screen again, it'll, you'll have a name tag or something like that. So, like, Lord of the Rings... It's not Lord of the Rings, excuse me, Game of Thrones. Um, literally, I I don't even know, but an embarrassingly... It took a, an embarrassing long t- amount of time for me to figure out, oh, those are the Lannisters, and those are the Starks. <laughs> and those are, you know, just like, well, you're some just people here, and those people there, like, really yeah. quite a stupid person. Um, yeah, So Fair. yeah. It became really accessible, especially the second time, but I got enough of it the first time. What about you? What was your standout film at the cinema this year? That was number one. Yeah, that was number one. one. I mean, I kind of made it a sort of approximate top five. I haven't seen... I think I've seen about 25 films this year and from 2021. And still, what makes my top five? Spider-Man makes my top five. Ron's Gone Wrong actually makes my top five. It was helped by the fact that it basically helped my daughter fall in love with cinema, which is you know the most significant cinematic event that's happened to me this year and um, <laughs> the suicide squad in june also made my top five yeah i uh, really yes. really love the suicide squad because i knew that i would if it was bad i wouldn't watch another dc film for a long time <laughs> and i really loved it just from start to finish it had me yeah yeah it was a good film wasn't it um i really enjoyed i really enjoyed that in the cinema it wasn't as good as june but it was it was definitely um Worth the price. I don't know. Mission, it was just it. it was just a well made film, wasn't it? It was just solid, if that makes sense. And it just solved you know, it, it, and it was made all the better because the twenty sixteen was so shit. Yeah, the bar was so low, yeah. and it vaulted over it within three minutes. You know. Yeah, but it got it understood what the the Suicide Squad was, wasn't it? Yeah, if that yeah, makes yes, sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Where I feel like that film didn't really understand its. It was too serious. Where this, the idea of this was to be funny. You know what I mean? They're, they're a ridiculous cast of characters. You can't make an earnest film with this lot. Well, or you, if you do, you've got no. to earn it. You've really got to earn it. And 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 the, I said at the time, you know, my favorite scene. I don't want to spoil it, but my favorite scene towards the end was where so many character arcs sort of come to fruition. Mm. So many characters develop at the right sort of at the right time, and that must take so many redrafts and so much effort to have everybody sort of you know come together. Yeah, and uh, find their redemption at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did kill a couple of characters that I was sad to see. Surprising leave. amount of characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a couple there that you were a bit disappointed with seeing go bye bye. Um, and 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 again, no spoilers. But Dune wasn't afraid to do the similar similar thing. No, no, it wasn't. No, and I, I, and for one character in particular, it definitely gave him a bit of like a. You know, like a redemption arc in it, I think. You know, from how badly written that character was in the, the Suicide <laughs> Squad to how actually engaging he is. Like Rick Flagg, I think he's is. a lot. <laughs> no, I was saying Rick Flagg's so much better written, isn't he, in this film? Yeah, so oh, much. Yeah, he's a real character. Where in the su- in the su- or in no Suicide Squad, character was in the first one. Yeah, he's just yeah. generic guy with 
with vague interest number one, isn't he? And it did, it did it without you thinking, hang on, this is a completely different person. He was just sort of goofier, but it's like time had passed. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, we've, we've basically recast it. We we know you guys weren't, weren't happy with it before, so we're going to make him goofy and that's it. It was it was pretty organic. I, I, I just think that, that film achieved on so many levels. This year um, has taught me that if I genuinely want to be a film buff... I need to watch more films because I've seen you know a decent amount. Twenty five is probably more than a, the average person, but I haven't mm. seen that many that weren't in cinemas, you know, or that weren't very obvious films. I haven't really seen any films from other countries. I haven't really seen indie darlings all that many. So I'd, I'd love to see some more next year. So yes, so you want to watch more indie films? What a surprise! Sam likes indie films. <laughs> Speaking of uh, little-known indie films that I watched this year, no spoilers alerts because I don't want to spoil it for people. But a film I did see this year that I really enjoyed, but I don't know if I can, if I'll ever ultimately love. Depends what they make next. Was uh, No Time to Die? We mm. mentioned it earlier. Um, yeah. A real departure from the James Bond franchise, either for Bond's good or you know sticking to a lot of the traditions yeah it was uh unex- not not a bad film very well made um but has done done something unusual that i don't that doesn't <laughs> i don't doesn't sit comfortably with me at the moment in time but I and don't that s- aside obviously that's a spoilerific kind of conversation yeah. to have how did, what do you think about rami malek's villain oh i thought that was i thought he had a good intro i really enjoyed the intro um it's not the best written villain in James Bond history, he, and he's 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 quite scary in a way, but he doesn't have that doesn't have that X factor, I'm afraid. So, so I watched a great video released today by the Closer Look called "How to Ruin a Villain," and it's mm. so um, convincing. Mm. What can you remember? Two things. Mm. What was his name? Oh, it was like Satan or something like that. See, forgettable. Yeah. What, however, what was Mads Mikkelsen's character's name? Oh, it's Le- 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 well, it's Lashifa, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, I've had 15 <laughs> years to think about that, though. Yeah, but fair. also 15 years to forget that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was Safin. Safin. I was going to say Safin. What was his but isn't he, Oh, no, his first name is Lucifer, basically. What was his What was his motivation? What was his goal? What did he want to do? Uh, take over the world. See what I mean? Like, that's not... can't remember. It wasn't, really. No, what was it? Well, he had lots of motivations, but ultimately he wanted to kill a lot of people yeah. to, to make it neater. But there wasn't any like um, particular type of person. It wasn't a Thanos kind of kind of deal. But basically, the closer look. Highly recommend you all look at that on YouTube. Very yeah. compelling. Um, what did you Because th- th- you're not a massive James Bond fan. What did you think of it? I'm not a massive James Bond fan, but I think it's up there. It's uh, not quite Casino Royale, but it's um, it's one of the better... Ones. I mean, I really am not a Bond fan. Much prefer Daniel Craig stuff to the to the other stuff. Uh, I love Casino Royale. Um, have fondness for Skyfall. Uh, this was this was really good. Anna Diarmas wasn't in it enough. She was just this amazing. She's really cameo. funny, in it, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I forgot about her character. Yeah, she's really funny. It's a, probably as good as Skyfall, but maybe it, like you said, it lacks that compelling villain. I mean, Skyfall really does have some crazy stuff in it where the character literally is like, you know, he's 
he's a, a planner to the nth degree that he can manage. He's a to, bit too omnipotent, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, too, I've uh, I've set off I've set off a bomb, and it's now a train's going to fall on you because I knew that you would catch me at this specific point. Yeah, like if he's doing it's... it for that bit, when else is he doing stuff like this? You know what I mean? Like, has... how many trains have exploded in <laughs> completely other places? You know, what other plans? Have yeah. There? What other? No, yeah. That, 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 like, that stretched. Uh, elaborate things like that though were planned that Bond just runs past because he's not there at that moment in time you know what I mean but yeah exactly yeah, yeah I mean a, I like there's a lot to like about No Time to Die the, the cold opening's different uh, it's not Bond is it straight away it's um, it's Madeline Swan as a young girl oh yeah that's which right, yeah. is v- it's really good bit, horror yeah short yeah it's the longest Bond cold cold, cold Bond opening very cold um Yes, right? indeed. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's about twenty minutes or something insane because it has. I, I mean, I, I am very in much time. in that indie group of I love a very late title sequence. Yeah, <laughs> if you can yeah. have a title sequence that's after thirty minutes, I will cheer in the order in the <laughs> cinema. <laughs> but was there any other films this year, Sam, that that uh, took your fancy? Do you want to talk uh, about Spider-Man in non-spoiler ways, or are you that I bothered? Don't. No, I don't. I think there's no way of there's no way of not spoiling something for people, and I'd rather not talk about it until we, you know, have it as an episode or, or what, or until I'm comfortable that everyone's had it spoiled. Basically, was there um, <laughs> any films this year you didn't like then that you saw at the cinema or you saw on streaming? Certainly, yes. I think Army of the Dead. Yeah. That's really took against. There's so it had a lot of potential and it, it did. looked fantastic, yeah. but it was just stupid. Do you know, was, you know that film? The, it's not the cast's fault, is it? The cast in no. it's actually pretty good. They do an absolutely f- yeah. fine job. It's and also it's like we're getting the team together, uh, but none of them are going to put up any resistance whatsoever. So and and I've heard Zack Snyder in an interview saying, "Oh well, we had to do the obligatory get the team together for the heist." No, no scene in your film should be obligatory. <laughs> like actually, actually make that conflict and make that interesting and rather than just now we've got to go to this guy and he's well into it now we've got to go to this girl she's for, up for it like they're all up for the heist i don't know what it was <laughs> with that film there was just something about it i just didn't like i just can't put my finger on it it wasn't yeah. it was it's a good premise i like the premise the premise is yeah. actually pretty the premise is actually very solid i actually really like the idea of them having to do a heist in like a zombie apocalypse thing yeah i think it was just and that guy, I haven't seen it. Is it Army of Thieves with the uh, German character in it? Got a, oh, no, I haven't seen that. Got a spin-off. Um, and he was quite likeable in the film. Um, you know, I liked, you liked, I quite liked Dave Bautista's character. I liked his motivations for doing it. You know, even like his daughter's motivations. And obviously in those kind of films, somebody, a few people have to die, but some of the ways, like some of them just get offed is just awful. There was just a lot of silliness. Yeah, it was, again, it's one of those where it's like, why doesn't he have more drafts and more people? I guess because he's quite a powerful filmmaker. Nobody's saying you can't do this. This is silly. Um, Another thing that stood out actually that I mentioned was Candyman. Oh yeah. Good. I think I think you got a sequel. I really love it. it. And I think the thing I love most about it. Is it a sequel? Is it just not a a reboot? It's a, it, it's both. It's one of those, you know. Okay. It's like a lot of these things are. It's it's a. I'd say it's a sequel. Um, the main good thing about that was just uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen the <laughs> third. He, he's just the most for me currently the most exciting actor that's like breaking through at the minute. He's a young actor, but he's not super young. I think he's well into his thirties. Mm. But he's just got everything. He's he's absolutely stunning to look at. But he's got this. This charisma. He's definitely he's got definitely star often. power, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely, and he's just 
brilliant in everything I've seen him in, and it's not that many things, but he's he's great in this, yeah. uh, and I just loved the film. Yeah, I really loved it actually. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I had mixed feelings about old. I had mixed feelings about Inside with Bo Burnham, though I do listen to a lot of the songs still on a loop. Mm. Yeah, lots of good stuff. House of Gucci would have been much better without Jared Leto again. <laughs> <laughs> And Encanto was yeah. good fun. Well, yeah, we, so we, we'll, we can speak stuff, a bit yeah. more about Jared Leto when we talk about the films we're looking forward to next year. Yeah, maybe so. Okay, round number six then. Here. Round we six. We talked about films we saw together at the cinema. Yes. Suicide Squad and June we saw in person we did. at the cinema we together. We had a good time. So I've created five questions that uh, are about one or both of those films. Okay. Question one is about Suicide Squad. Right. What special power did Nathan Fillion's TDK character have? His arms detached and he could... Very good. The detachable kid... A detachable kid to just be totally normal arms yeah, just a completely <laughs> pointless down. ability question two which actor played Thinker the scientist who discovered the big monster uh, that would be uh, uh, oh gosh um, oh I can't, I can't think of his name ah I know his name Peter Capaldi the clue is not Lewis but yeah, Peter, Peter Capaldi yeah, yeah very good uh, question three, which blends the two films? Which actor appeared in both The Suicide Squad and Dune? To my knowledge, there's only one. Oh. Who's in both of them? Oh, uh, I can't... Is it David Dashmalkian? Good, I'll pronounce, take it, yeah. How do you pronounce... What's it, how do you say it? It says Dashmalkian. I'm not sure. Dashmal... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, the polka dot man. Yes, and yeah. he's... Uh, Good. He's one of those... He also plays Peter DeVry... Device, yeah. yeah, he's one of the computer living computer things, isn't he? There you go. Good. Well done. I'm surprised you got that because that wasn't easy. No, because I was looking, I remember watching the June and thinking, oh, I recognise that guy, but I can't put my finger on who it is. And then yeah. when I looked it up on IMDb, I was like, oh, yeah, of course it was him. It's because he's got no hair, hasn't he? he I always <laughs> think he looks a lot like Peter Serovinovitz. They just they, yeah. they both look very similar. Like I Yeah, for, I, could, I could buy that. Yeah, he looks like a younger version of him. <laughs> they could definitely play <laughs> brothers in a film, couldn't they? He's one of the highlights <laughs> of um su- the Suicide Squad, isn't he? He's brilliant. He's, he's very brilliant. he's very good in that film. Three out of three so far, then question four. In June, what is the name of the valuable substance found only on Arrakis? Oh, that's the spice, isn't it? The spice, very good. And question five, what was the hilarious name of Jason Momoa's character? Duncan Idaho. Duncan Motherfucking Idaho. Five out of five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another five out of five. I watched those Very good. Concentrated. <laughs> good film. Very good film. good film. Well, this leads us nicely to our final round of the entire quiz, Hugh. Of the year as well. End of the year. And this is all about, in many ways, the year 2020. Because it's a quiz about <laughs> okay. the Oscars from 2021, the 93rd Academy Awards, which I suppose is really about films from 2020, but it happened in 2021. Question one: Which film received the award for best picture? It was No Man, No Madland, No Madland. Smashed it. Well done. Question two: Which musician won his second Academy Award for best original score? I do have a couple of clues on this one. Ah, oh, um, second Oscar. Oh crikey! Oh, um, you're gonna have to give me one of those clues. So one of the clues was it was. Uh, he co he worked on the film Soul, but it wasn't John Baptiste from uh, off of the Colbert Show. Now, are you going to have to second clue? His first call. Oscar yeah. for best score was for the twenty ten for a twenty ten David Fincher film. Oh, is it? Oh, what's the di- oh? 
Oh, I know this. What's his name? No. I do, as soon as you say it, I'm going to know I'll give it. you a clue. He doesn't, he doesn't live in a river in Stoke. But that is his name. I don't know any rivers in Stoke. It's obviously Stoke. is called Stoke on. Oh, somewhat Trent. Trent. Yeah, Trent Reznor. Trent, oh, Trent Reznor. Oh, is that the of guy course. from... Um, from Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails. Oh, is he from Nine Inch Nails? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the guy from... Um, Wait, no, where they all wear masks, <laughs> and I can't think. Of oh, Slipknot. Slipknot. No, yeah. I, no, I didn't know the answer to that. Actually, no. To be yeah. fair, did he Great, do? Did he do the stuff for social, the social network? Then, yeah, yeah, he works with Dave Fincher a lot. Oh. He's, he's absolutely wonderful. Oh. And what's his name? Atticus Ross. Ross often work together. Anyway, uh, question three: the best cinematography award went to another David Fincher film. This time, a story about the writing of a film somehow denied the best picture award at the 14th Academy Awards in 1942. What are the two films in question? You have to get both for the point. Oh, so it's about... The film's called Mank, which yeah. is about the writing of Citizen Kane. Fantastic. Very good. Best cinematography... I'm guessing cinematography... I'm guessing it was um, Roger Deakins. It wasn't, although that's usually a... That's usually <laughs> the answer, guess, isn't it? But, but it wasn't. It's usually Roger Deakins. Uh, 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 so two out of three so far. Question four. Which saviour of cinema film won for best visual effects? No doubt in part <laughs> to the logistical nightmare brought about by its central premise. Uh, I'm guessing that was uh, Tenet. Very good. Very good. Almost pronouncing it correctly as well Almost. so far. Uh, three out of four. Question five. <clears throat> Which Black Mirror alumnus, or alum, as some people say, and star of two films that we've covered for Please Watch This, won for Best Supporting Actor? He was up against his co-star from the same film. Oh, I can only think, I can only think of... Um, what's his face? Can you tell me the film he was in? What, in 2020 or the films we've covered? The film that... Oh, go on, either. I'll, I'll go for the films we've covered. Yeah. He was in Sicario and Get Out. Oh, he's in Sicario. Get out, get out, get out, get out. Um, oh, uh, um, oh, I should know this. Best Supporting Actor. Yep. It wasn't Javier Bardem. He's not in Get Out. How's he in Get Out? I should. I mean, I was throwing you off there by saying Sicario first. He was in Get Out and sort of Sicario. He's sort of in Sicario. How can yeah, you just... I'd forgotten he was in Sicario. Okay, so <laughs> let's think of Get Out. Um, oh, it was Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, that was yes, yes, because he was a British, British guy, British win winner. I will definitely yeah. have to edit out, edit out a lot of silence in this episode. <laughs> Go on, then next, next one. That's it. So you got. That was it. That was well, the last question. Four out of five. Was that the yeah, last question of the five. quiz. There you go. That was the final question overall. So, what was my score? Should we toss them all up and see how he did? Yeah. So, uh, three, four, just a quick bit of admin here, listeners. Uh, 14, <laughs> 17. I can edit this out. 20.5. Listeners, I'll leave it in. <laughs> so, you scored overall 20.5. Out of a post, no, that's not right. I <laughs> <laughs> get twenty point five. What a nightmare! I got, I got four that's, out that's of that right. last one. I got Hang five, on. so that's nine. Three, five, and five. I think I just kept oh, going and three. Okay, twenty. <laughs> this is nightmare. Twenty-three point five out of a possible thirty-eight. That all? That didn't sound right. Decent. Let's let's count them up. So round one, 
fuck it, Alice is in Turnbull. No, so no, I, do you know five. what? No, no, we're not going to count it up on the so podcast. Five it's fine. Point, Don't five worry plus about five. it. Doesn't matter, does I it? I believe you. You did well. It doesn't matter. Everyone's a winner. Good work. <laughs> so that's the end of our no 2021 Listener, quiz. how did you do? Tweet at us, email us. Yeah. How did you do on that quiz? quiz? We'll give out the details for those very shortly. Uh, Hugh, I think we should go for a short break because after the break, we're going to find out what we're looking forward to next calendar year. Sure, why not? Join us after the break, listener, to find out what we're excited about in 2022. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the final part of this final episode from this final year of our Lord 2021. Um, I don't think we should spend too long on this, Hugh, but I want to know what are you excited about for next year? Should we go through some of the big releases and then we'll find out what you're actually genuinely excited about? Let's, let's, so you sent me a list earlier today, didn't you? Um, yeah, of the big, films. big studio these things are, that are so these are kind next of, year. These are coming out in the next sort of... 12 months so let's do it I like, I like the chronology let's go so there's the screams coming out in January I've, which I'm excited about I watched uh, yeah. all four of them oh, recently yeah. over Halloween yeah I'm, I, I'm looking forward to that I couldn't care less I don't even know why it's yeah. called Scream <laughs> to be honest with you it should be Scream 5 yeah. so I'm kind of looking forward to this because I think it's going to be a bit like Venom and I think it's going to be a complete and utter train wreck uh, yeah. Morbius with um, a very young looking 50 year old Jared Leto I'm looking forward to the video essays of people hating it. I really don't know much about the film, but it's fucking Jared Leto, and I really want people to hate it. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That's I, I, I just have no, I have no expectations of quality because of how no. bad. I heard Venom Two was crap. Venom One's a pile of shit. Um, they've they really don't know what they're doing over at Sony, and they keep trying. <laughs> but Ven, I mean, Venom One only got a sequel because it made money somehow. But yeah. Maybe Morbius might be good. It's a good. He's a, he's an interesting character. It would have been nice to have seen him in the MCU, but proper. But hey ho, that's what you get. Eleventh uh, of February then. So Uncharted with um, Spider Man himself. Um, yeah, Thomas Holland. Tom Holland. I never really got into the games. Don't really have any, no, I any pre-existing relationship. No excitement for that I, for I, me. But it, I, it's, I probably will watch it in three years. It's one of those films that looks good in a trailer but it's probably very bland and generic yeah I almost imagine. certainly I'm surprised Dwayne The Rock Johnson isn't in it because it looks like it's probably going to have some jungle settings yeah uh, Death on the Nile Death on the Nile I've been waiting to see for months have you uh, I'm intrigued it's been done a while that one I think that was meant to come out last year wasn't it or something it was I saw trailers for it honestly more than 12 months ago yeah year, so that's one that's been held back because of the panny D um, yeah. I haven't seen uh, Murder on the Orient Express I heard it was okay um, uh, yeah I'll... Kenneth Brown is somebody I really respect and admire but never really get excited about his work yeah you know I think his work on Thor just doesn't stand up okay for example um, now 4th of March this is one I'm very excited about stick this one in your calendars listeners yeah uh, this is the Batman, which has just released another trailer re- the, about two days ago. Yeah, I've stopped watching trailers for that because the something in the way Nirvana trailer was one of the most exciting trailers I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and it it made me think. Well, I'm going to watch this film, so I don't. I now that I've decided I'm going to watch it, I don't need or want to know anything else about it. This is a film I'm very much looking forward to seeing, to the point where I've overhyped it for myself. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. It can only disappoint now. Yeah, yeah. The trailers, it, it's always easy to make a film look great in trailers. And it and it's got a decent director, but I, it's Matt Reeves, I think it is, who did yeah. all the Rise of the Planet of the Apes films. One of those which is genuinely good, the other two are fine. I'm... I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good, yeah. but I don't think it. I don't think it's going to be like. I think it's going to get. It's one of those films. I feel we'll get a sequel, and we'll see what he does in the sequel. If that makes sense, sort of like Batman Begins was a genuinely good film, very enjoyable, very watchable, and then he made The Dark Knight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's. Yeah. I think we're very much operating on that level. I think. I'm intrigued. It seems like a new take on a very, very well-worn path. Yes. Yes, I do think that a little bit myself. Uh, I don't know what Turning Red is, so do you know what it's about? Eighth of April, nope. Fantastic Beats, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Nope. Are you, are no you interested in Dumbledore Secrets? I watched about 20 minutes of the first Fantastic Beasts and thought, nah. I've watched is... both of them. The second one was genuinely dull and turgid. And yep. there's literally a bit where uh, Johnny Depp's um, bad guy character, whose name I can't remember, that's how much I don't care about it, really. Um, <laughs> he basically says, oh, we'll save all the wizards and nobody will get hurt. And then all the wizards like disappear and then he starts killing people. <laughs> it's really random, and he's replaced so, by Mads Mikkelsen as well. So that's yes, another another obstacle to get around. Somebody, sick that somebody we have was strange in the multiverse of madness. I tell you what would be interesting if um, with that is if because they kind of established that that character can like change his face, so that's kind of like a bit of a get right. out jail <laughs> free clause for because um, it was Colin Farrell in the first one until oh, the very yeah. end. So they can kind of they could they might be able to like. They could have Mads Mikkelsen and then change it again for the next film, which I think would be a great trope if they kept doing it. Planned it all along. They told Amber yeah. Heard what to do. Do you know they they really they've been, it's wheels within wheels, Hugh. Yeah, you know the fact that Johnny Depp's not on the film is because oh, of the yeah, Amber Heard yeah, thing. Yeah. So Fair it's wheels within point. wheels. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've been they've been planning this all uh, the way since they dot. But anyway, you mentioned yeah, Doctor Strange two. Yeah, you mentioned it there, Doctor yeah. Strange two. Um, thingy coming back Sam Raimi coming back to direct a Marvel film after you know nearly just what 15 16 about 20 years yeah. what was it when did uh, was it 2006 that uh, Spider-Man 3 yeah oh I feel like it was earlier than that I might be wrong yeah. I might be wrong I'm going to google it obviously just to be sure but I think we're going to I think this is I think this is going to do a lot of moving and shaking for the MCU in terms of like I think things are going to be a lot different by the end of this film than where we started, if that makes sense. Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007. That's blown my 2007, so yeah. So, so that's one. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, yeah, I mean, I, I've got nothing. I mean, I can I can sort of categorise that image Jurassic World as a case of these are blockbusters I won't go and see. I mean, I'd love to see Top Gun, but it just feels like too many years have passed for it to be... But it could be good. It's got... Is it Miles Teller's in it? So that could be interesting because he's a good actor, but a bit of a prick. Yeah, so I've been good things. I quite, things, I quite yeah. like the fact how much of a prick he is. Jurassic World, I haven't seen a single. I was very. Just I was so forgettable and bland. The, the uh, Jurassic World, the f- Jurassic World, I think it is. That was good. Uh, the last one, Jurassic World Two, whatever the hell that was called, was bad. I've no real expectation for this one after that last one. Yeah. Lightyear. Then we have Lightyear, you know. Had a great trailer, had a bit of controversy yeah. that it wasn't. Um, that he had hair. People didn't expect yeah. that for some reason. It was controversial because it wasn't uh, Tim Allen, which I think is a bit of a miss. 
I can understand why because it's Tim Allen and he's but also if it's a young version of him you can't have a 60 year old man playing him I know I know but but Woody was Tom Hanks on Woody's Roundup wasn't he so they've kind of yeah true uh, I mean Chris Evans will sell more tickets that's just a a simple fact you're right you're right Uh, what is it Minions have you seen a Minions film since the first not for a while I have seen a couple (laughs) of them uh Another film I'm really looking forward to here, eighth uh, of July, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I think after obviously how great uh, Ragnarok, Ragnarok was, I think Taika Waititi can do no wrong when it comes to Marvel. They, they should give him an Avengers yeah. film, in my opinion. See what he can they, do. They with figured some... out the they figured out the Thor character, and they go kind of leading on from what I said about Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, uh, you know, just it was just not very exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a good film. I think that one. Uh, we then have in July the film Nope, nope. which is of Never course Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out uh, and Us. Oh right, so it's um, the, the, you might have seen the poster. It's just a sort of black cloud, dark cloud raining over a kind of mysterious. Area I've seen nothing. I'm excited for that because um, I really liked Get Out. What was it? What was the other one called? Us. Us. Us yeah. was. He's an interesting filmmaker. He, he is. Smart you can't say he's not interesting. Yeah. He doesn't. It's going to be. Us was interesting, but. I don't think I quite vied with it in the end. Ultimately, it was a bit. It was a bit too weird, if that makes sense, about the shadow yeah. world and all this. Um, but good performances for everyone in that. Uh, Mission Impossible Seven. I mean, oh, you missed out Black Adam. Sorry, yeah, I Black think Adam. Is the Dwayne Johnson yeah. vehicle DSD where he's got into film. his the maddest shape of his life. Yeah, where that's that's like a sort of spin-off from Shazam. Uh, I really enjoyed Shazam. Oh, is it right? Okay. Yeah, um, hoping. There's a sequel to Shazam coming out, isn't there? Uh, next, you know, not this, not next year. I think it's the year after, the beginning of twenty twenty three. Yeah, so that should be yeah. It's got, there's a yeah eight. There's a year basically between, more or less between that and Black Adam. Um, I think I think those two characters are going to bleed over to one another. I think that'd be I think that'd be actually great chemistry because uh, Zachary Levi is very good at that character. I think it's very mm-hmm. much in his wheelhouse. So I'm, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Shazam too, if that's good. Quite frankly, because the first one was good, but it was a bit it was a bit of a kids' film, if that makes sense. Right. Where this might be a bit darker, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, Mission Impossible. Let's see the ways in which Tom Cruise can kill himself again. I haven't seen one since Mission Impossible Two from the nineties. Really, <laughs> That's two really two thousand. I think I've that came out. Um, I've not seen Ghost Nation. No, not Ghost. The last Protocol. Whatever the last one was that came oh, out. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mission Impossible is what it is. Isn't yeah. It? It'll, it'll break a leg and it'll sell some money. Uh, then we have Spider Man Into the Spider Verse Two in October. I mean, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse One was one of the best films of the twenty tens. Quite frankly, in my it opinion, it was a very good film. Yeah, yeah. it was great, wasn't it? Uh, the Flash. I'm genuinely looking forward to that because, <sighs> a bit like the Multiverse of Madness, it looks like they're going to be doing something very different, and they're doing. You know, something I think what Spider-Man may or may not have done recently. Well, has clearly done recently. They've brought in characters from other, like, films and things like that, calling them different universes. So I, I, I can't pretend I'm not excited to see Michael Keaton playing Batman again after all these years. I just, I just can't <laughs> pretend I'm not. Um, I'd be an idiot. So when was that? When's that due out? So that's due that's out November. November. 11th of November, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I think that'll get pushed back because... There's been some issues with one of the the actress who plays Shuri hasn't isn't doesn't want she doesn't want to get vaccinated and I think they have to be vaccinated to do to work on the Marvel lot or something at the minute. Oh really? So she may be leaving the project, but we'll see. We'll see. 
That'd be a massive shame. And I think there's it a was. sort of morbid curiosity from a lot of people to be sort of, okay, how are you going to do this? A Black Panther and film without Black Panther. Yeah. What? How are you going to approach it? What are you going to? What are you going to do? Basically, now Chadwick Boseman isn't isn't around. Apparently, his um, his brother came out recently and said he would he would Chadwick would have wanted the part recast. Apparently, and obviously he had time to to express his wishes presumably to the to Marvel yeah, team who would have known about yeah, his illness yeah I mean you, you know look how private he kept his illness you know what I mean so yeah maybe it but was... for all kinds of legal technical medical reasons that the, the people in Marvel would have known and, you'd and imagine so for, for keeping that secret and then the final uh, big film that's coming out at least according to this list mm. Avatar 2 Hugh Avatar 2 in December how excited I feel can you possibly be about Avatar 2 the same way I feel about Morbius, but maybe times that by about 10. <laughs> so it's been this film. So I think this film is going to look incredible. It's going to yeah. absolutely knock your socks off. But a film that's taken over te- a sequel to a film that came out in 2009, and they, obviously they're going to make five of them apparent, another four films or something. I saw a headline yesterday that was. Um... Avatar two could be pushed back to twenty fourteen. <laughs> yes. You know, from from the like twenty twelve or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah, been on, it's been on the it. it's been on the books for so long, hasn't it? Well, because then Avatar three, four, and five are slated over the next you know two years apart each time yeah. until twenty twenty. So I don't know. And, I mean, how much they Jimmy Cameron's got a lot of power and money to to pursue something wants. like this that other people couldn't do. Uh, but um, yeah, whether they're actually good, it's another issue. That's the problem, isn't it? You know, uh, James Cameron has a very specific style. James Cameron has a very specific style of making blockbusters. And the question is: is is he too powerful, influential that people aren't going to say no to him enough and give him notes on his scripts enough? I don't know. It's. I think if if he's any sense, he's taken the criticisms on board that Avatar One had, and and you know done something with them but you know he's trying to make this 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 sort of he's trying to make this franchise this thing into a franchise and make it culturally relevant so good, good luck to him I suppose <laughs> you know yeah I mean look he's still James Cameron he still made Aliens and Terminator 2 and he made yeah. and like say what you want about Avatar but it was ridiculously successful I mean two billion dollars yeah, yeah yeah it's I think it's technically the number one grossing film again isn't it because they did a re-release or something didn't they <laughs> yeah. to get past and and he and they made all that money without um without you know 20 films behind it or whatever yeah so. yeah, yeah it wasn't an existing IP and yeah and a lot of it was just curiosity of how much money he'd spent in the, the 3d technology yeah. but yeah again if, there, if I had to Twist your arm, Sam. Which film in the next twelve months are you most looking forward to of the, all those films there on that list? Oh well, the one I'm most excited about is not in that list. So I do have a bunch here that are not in that list. Oh, okay. Those are just like the big studio releases, basically. Well, what's the one you're most excited off that list then? From the that list, I would have to. I would have to say that I'm probably most excited about the Batman. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of. I'm sort of in the same boat as you. I'm. I'm. That's the film. I think that's going to be. I think it's because it's because that's the thing. It looks like a basically a film noir film, doesn't it? Detective story rather than a superhero film. Where I think. Yeah, I, I'm worried that it's going to be just too dark, not tonally, but just visually. It looks yeah. from the from the trailer that every scene is going to have this dark 
Nurkula kind of thing yeah. to it, and that gets really quite tiresome after a bit because it doesn't mean that the film yeah. is any better for it. I'm, and I'm probably gen, I'm genuinely looking forward to the Flash as well because I think they're going to do something cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I'm not, I'm not really. Uh, but there are some. I mean, there's, these are some of the directors who've got new films coming out. Jordan Peele has Nope. Damien Chazelle has got Babylon. Robert Eggers has got The Northman. Paul Thomas Anderson's got Licorice Pizza, which is out in the US, but is actually not out in the UK until next week. Uh, Martin Scorsese has a film, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Yorgos Lanthimos has Poor Things. There is a lot to be excited about. There the is, year. isn't there? Yeah, um, in terms of just films like that. But personally, I think the number one film that I'm absolutely going to watch has to be Licorice Pizza by Paul Thomas Anderson. Well, obviously for film. you, yeah, that's, that's catnip essentially, isn't it? Yeah, and it is actually out at Odeon, which is where I have my free tickets, which I was very surprised by because they don't play a lot of, a lot of films. I'm also intrigued by Ambulance because it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya Abdul-Mateen, the third. Uh, <laughs> and also, did you watch the trailer for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Nicholas Cage playing himself. I've heard about it. I've not seen the trailer. Please do. It it looks either like it's going to be the best film of all time, or it's where Nicholas Cage becomes self aware. Uh, <laughs> too self aware becomes David Hasselhoff becomes oh uh, your man uh, Cranky what uh, Shatner William Shatner oh, you know, becomes Shatner. a bit too self aware yeah. of their their novelty uh, their, cliche, you know, their place in cachet. pop culture sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well. There you go. That was that's that was twenty twenty one. That was our, that was the year that was. Yeah, we're looking forward to some stuff next year. We certainly are. Listen, I want to, I want you to tell us what is your favourite film of the year and what are you most looking forward to next year. Hugh, if they wanted to do that, how would they go about doing it? So what they would need to do ideally is set up their own podcast and yep. then review a bunch of films no they can do it now but they'll have to get in touch with us like next year at this rate but they'll have to get themselves a good year of like film reviewing in and then once they've done that they can then do an end of season show and then they can like use their computers to email us in at pleasewatchthisduckpod at gmail.com unless you can think of a better way Sam well the more instantaneous way would be to uh, get into Twitter and find us at pleasewatchpod and tell us number one film of the year or top three or top 15 if you like mm. and uh, what you're looking forward to next year what are we going to do next week Hugh? well Sam we finally got round to doing well not finally got round to it we've saved it we've, we're giving you know we're giving you a new year and uh, you look know. we're into our third year as podcasters so if you're into your third year you have to do uh, the, the best the best probably film that's labelled third and that is uh, Indiana <laughs> Jones 3 well Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade so Indiana Jones 3 whatever you want to call it do you know anything about do. it? what do you know? I know Sean Connery plays his dad even though he's about four years older yeah, he's um, not much older well, he's a bit about, older than that I think obviously. he was about 10 years I think it was 10 or 12 years, years. yeah, yeah. 12 years sounds right um so we have done Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. and I love love loved that film we did the following year Indiana Jones and the uh, Temple of Doom um, of Doom which I hate hate hated yeah. so I'm told this is a return to form Last Crusade wow. I have tried I mean I must have been spoiled a million times in my lifetime but I've forgotten all those so I know Sean Connery plays his dad that's the basic yeah, yeah. I mean what we should have done really is wait till the next Indiana Jones films came out but we've been saving this one for too long so I think I'm happy to yeah. do it next week 
so yeah fantastic stuff I think that's about it isn't it Sam I think we can leave that the listeners to their, their lives Listener, we appreciate you listening this year and uh, we love you very much. We look forward to you listening more and yeah. getting in touch more this next year. Happy New and, Year. Uh, happy, happy, hip, hop, happy New Year. Yep. Love you, listeners. Take care. Talk at you next week. Bye. Bye. Talk to you next year. <laughs> <laughs>